Hello and welcome to Dedicated the Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers. And we don't care anything else. Let's go. All right, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Wednesday, May 24th, and we have a fun episode today. First of all, our news segment to begin the podcast is absolutely loaded. We have four things to go over there. Then we're going to, as the title indicates, jump into a way too early Packers 53-man roster prediction. Going to go through all that, see how that all goes, and then we will wrap it up. So, to begin, the biggest news came out on, I want to say Sunday, and that was that the Green Bay Packers are going to host the 2025 NFL Draft. Super, super exciting. Green Bay as a city, super, I mean, super historic, obviously, and the city, the organization uses events like these to make a lot of money. And I think that Green Bay is going to absolutely kill this. Mark Murphy and his team have been absolutely relentless in pursuing the draft. They were so close to getting it last year for the 2024 draft. And then this year they came right back, you know, hit it hard again, another proposal, and they got it this year. The 2025 NFL draft is going to Green Bay. Look, there's a bunch of logistical things that people want to bring up, hotels, transportation, airports, all of that. I'm telling you, if the NFL accepted it, Green Bay's more than prepared. Green Bay is ready. Title Town, or Lambo Land, as it's known by Luke Musgrave, that area is about to put on a show and a half. I can speak from experience. I've been there. It's such a gorgeous area. People are going to absolutely love it. And shout out to Mark Murphy, because he's going to have to retire uh, because he's reached, you know, the forced retiree age for uh, CEO of the Green Bay Packers, CEO president of the Green Bay Packers. He's going to have to retire in July of 2025, I believe, June or July. And this is a hell of a way for Mark Murphy to go out. He is going to go out with a bang. Getting the draft in Green Bay is so incredible. So much credit to Mark Murphy. He gives off this, you know, goofy vibe, the gap between the teeth, but just an incredible, incredible job by Mark Murphy to get this. It's so impressive. It's so exciting. And the NFL is going to show off Green Bay. I'm super excited to see the NFL show off Green Bay. And I can't wait because they're going to put on a show. Second bit of news, a long bit of news, OTAs. Those has started up this past week on Tuesday. Super, super fun. We had our first sort of live practice report. So we were getting tweets from all sorts of sources about things going on at practice. And that is super exciting. Made it feel like football's back. I know they're going to do it. We're going to get these live tweets for a couple of practices. Then everything's going to cut off. They're going to take it all away from us. We're going to have to wait, you know, a month and a half until. July 25th or so, but I'm excited for now that it feels like football's back, and that's super exciting. Looking at sort of what's the actual contents of OTAs, there were only a couple notable people not there. 
Uh, again, the team is very young, so it's not surprising that a lot of people showed up. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Preston Smith, Jonathan Garvin, and Dallin Levitt. All of those guys were not there. Again, these workouts are totally voluntary, so I have absolutely no problem with those guys, those players being as skilled as they are, especially David, Elton, Jair, and then, you know, you could throw Preston and Rasul in there. Super, super, super fine with them not being there. I have no issue with that whatsoever. That being said, and, you know, despite those guys not being there, everything being voluntary, there is a little bit of interesting news to come out of OTA, specifically out of Tuesday's practices. So looking at the starting offense, you had a quarterback, Jordan Love, uh, two running backs on the starting offense, Dylan jo and Aaron Jones, two wide receivers, Watson and Dobbs, tight end Deguara. From left to right on the offensive line, you had Josh Nyman, Royce Newman, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., and Zach Tom. Don't worry, I'm sure that when Bakhtiari and, and Jenkins come in, they're going to either kick Yosh out of the lineup altogether, or he'll kick over to right tackle to replace Zach Tom, and then Elton Jenkins is obviously going to take over for Newman. So don't worry about that. Zach Tom, uh, you know, it was said by Stenovich, I believe, earlier in the offseason that Tom would do some drills at right tackle and right guard and even compete at center. So that wasn't surprising. Uh, he did drills in OTAs at right tackle and right guard, as we expected. And then also another tad bit of interesting news, Sean Ryan, he lined up at center. Sounds like that's nothing permanent, but just something that Green Bay's testing out. Matt LaFleur sort of said, you know, this is their, their time to experiment. So they're seeing how that's going to go. Looking at the starting defense on the defensive line, your two starters, Clark and TJ Slayton. Edge, Inegbari and Hollins. I'm uh, totally certain that Hollins will be kicked out when Preston returns. Middle linebacker Campbell and McDuffie. You might be wondering, hey, where's Quay Walker? Well, he seemed to be dealing with some sort of injury. Hopefully he's okay. Cornerback, Keyshawn Nixon in the slot. And then Corey Ballantyne and Keandre Thomas on the outside. So we'll talk about that in a second. I would guess that with, first of all, Jair and Rasul gone, that's sort of a... Um, I mean, it's a, it's a result of Jair and Rasul being gone because you don't exactly have the top outside corners there. And then the reason they're not slotting someone like Carrington Valentine in, probably because he's a rookie. And as you can see through all of these, they didn't, I believe, slot a single rookie in, in the slot, in the starting lineup. So not too surprising there. Looking at safety, Savage and Ford, again, not slotting in anyone new. So looks pretty, pretty normal there. Injuries. Obviously, we know about Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes and their injuries, but a couple of, I want to say, camp injuries, a couple of OTA injuries. I mentioned Quay Walker. He had a noticeable limp, and honestly, at this point, at this stage, whatever, I don't really care as long as he's okay by training camp, and that's a huge if. He has to be okay by training camp, because if not, that becomes concerning. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be fine. I mean, that's the hope, but Whatever, we might just not see much of him in OTAs. Jake Hansen, sounds like he was a little bit injured. Lou Nichols, uh, Cotton, and DeLance, and then Grant DuBose, who we, we talked about in rookie minicamps, not really participating. So a couple of injuries, probably no big deal there. We did, however, get an update on the Eric Stokes injury. And as you all know, Stokes, in week nine against Detroit, suffered two major injuries. And he, first of all, tore his meniscus which he said would not have been a massive deal 
except he also had a Liz Frank injury, and that's why it's taken him so long to recover. You did, however, see both Stokes and Gary going out there and performing team drills. So, not team drills, pardon me. They were not performing team drills, they were doing individual drills, working with a trainer off to the side. So, it doesn't, I mean, it seems like Rashawn Gary's timeline perhaps a little bit more planned out, because an ACL injury is pretty, pretty typical. Stokes even said he doesn't really know what his timeline is going to be, so we'll have to see there. Um, but there's, that's just a bit of an update on the Stokes injury. Then, the sort of last bit to discuss from OTAs is team periods. And this is all going to be presented with the caveat that these guys are running out there without pads on. They're running out there in shorts and t-shirts. It is, as Aaron Nagler likes to say, the underwear Olympics. But I'm going to talk about it quickly anyway. Sounds like the Packers offense started by struggling. Not really surprising given the time of year. The defense is usually a bit ahead of the offense at this point. Sounds like Offensively, a couple of drops. A.J. Dillon had to drop. Aaron Jones had to drop. There were a couple of balls batted down at the line. And Andy Herman said that Jordan Love had really only one bad decision. He tried to force a ball, and Devondre just kind of easily stepped in. Would have been an interception normally. Uh, he, however, also was reported, Jordan was, to have a couple of pretty throws, a beautiful ball down the sideline to A.J. Dillon, a dart on a post route to Christian Watson in the end zone, good ball to Romeo for a touchdown, apparently rolled out and hit Jaden Reed for a touchdown, maybe a touchdown, no one's really sure, doesn't really matter, and then hit Toure for a touchdown. So again, sounds like a slow start, some drops, some batted passes, but sounds like love settled in, nice to see, very sort of meh practice from Jordan. And then really one of the big standout guys was Keyshawn Nixon. Sounds like he had a very nice day, had nice coverage on Watson on a wheel route or something down the sideline. He was also good when blitzing. And then, quick takeaway, Lucas Van Ness reportedly looked super impressive, put on a show with the second team defense, and not going to take too much away from that. Again, it's like the first practice of OTA, so who cares? But we talked about it. That's just quickly all of that out of the way. Again, none of this matters. Not a single thing here matters. Then, the last little bit of news to discuss. First of all, Packers signed the undrafted free agent wide receiver, Jadakiss. Bonds has good size, pretty much nothing else, a 4.640 times, something like a 4.86 RAS score, and the corresponding move was that they released tight end Nick Gugamos. Finally, the last bit of news before we jump into the 53-man roster, the kickoff rule. Basically, the NFL and owners approved a new kickoff rule that says that a ball can automatically be put at the 25-yard line if the ball is kicked inside the opposing team's 25 and the opposing team's player, whoever's on kickoff return, fair catches it. So uh, this rule is su supposedly really hated, detested by special teams coordinators. That's not surprising because it sort of takes some of the aspect of special teams out of it. It takes a lot of kickoff coverage out of it because now a kicker, all he's got to do is, you know, kicks the ball down to the five, boom, player fair catches it, and it's now spotted at the 25. So that's not a lot of fun. Keyshawn Nixon, however, basically said, you know, I don't really care. Rule doesn't matter for me. I don't know what a fair catch is. I'm not fair catching the ball. So, yeah, I mean, sounds like Nixon can still return it. So that's not really an issue. Excited to see Keyshawn return. Not really. A lot of people hate this rule, and I get that. It seems like a, one of the beginning steps to phasing out kickoffs. But uh, I honestly, I don't hate this rule. I'm not a fan of it necessarily. I would have been happy with it staying the way it was, but I don't 
feel any specific vitriol towards it. Now, with that out of the way, let's move on to the Packers' way too early 53-man roster prediction. Starting off at the quarterback spot, I have Green Bay keeping two quarterbacks. First of all, Jordan Love, obviously. That one seems pretty clear. And then Sean Clifford is my second guy. The tough cut that I had to make was Danny Etling, and I'm going to have no quarterbacks on the PP list because hopefully no one's getting injured. So obviously not surprising that I kept Jordan Love. Jordan Love's the number one guy. And then usually Brian Gutekunst doesn't keep three quarterbacks, so I have him keeping two here, sort of sticking with the trend. Even if Clifford perhaps is a bit outperformed by Danny Etling in the preseason and even training camp, I think Brian will hang on to Etling on the practice squad and keep Clifford on the roster simply because Goody doesn't usually like to part with draft picks and Clifford was a fifth rounder, so that doesn't seem like a guy that Goody's going to be eager to get rid of. Seems like he's going to keep him on the roster. Moving on to the running back spot, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and Patrick Taylor, no running backs on the PUP list. My tough cuts were Lou Nichols III and Tyler Goodson. And usually I keep three running backs. Usually the Packers keep three running backs. And the first two there, super obvious. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I mean, one of the best one-two punches at running back in the league. Then I think that that third spot is going to be a great competition to watch in camp. Patrick Taylor, he's obviously sort of the veteran in that room has been with the Packers for a couple of years now. Pretty good, strong runner, good in pass bro. Lou Nichols, he's the rookie. We're going to have to see what he has to offer. And then Goodson is that exciting, sort of skinny, but quick, elusive back. He is so, so much fun. Loved watching him in the preseason last year. I think that ultimately the competition is going to be between Lou Nichols and Patrick Taylor, simply because, don't get me wrong, I love Tyler Goodson, but Taylor and Nichols just seem like better pass protectors, and I think that's something that Green Bay really, really values. And then I have Patrick Taylor beating out Lou Nichols simply for a couple of reasons. First of all, I feel like Green Bay really likes Taylor. He's a good runner. He's great in pass protection, good on special teams. That's all super important. And then also, if I'm being honest, a lot of people had Lou Nichols being that third running back, and I just wanted to be a little bit different. So I threw in Patrick Taylor is that third guy. I like Patrick Taylor. I I wasn't a big fan of him, honestly, for the longest time, but I've I've sort of come around. He's a good runner. He's very good in pass protection. I like that from him. Looking at the wide receiver position, you have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samari Toure, Dontavon Wicks, and Grant DuBose. I have the Packers keeping six receivers, as they normally do. They did keep seven last year, but I simply don't think they have enough roster space to keep seven this year so I have them keeping six and I have the biggest tough cut being Bo Melton so looking breaking this down a little bit closer the first four are super easy Christian Watson he's a stud obviously love Christian Watson Romeo Dobbs he's also very good no question about that Samari Toure he's getting a ludicrous amount of hype and I would be I would be so shocked if they ended up ended up cutting him because of just how the coaches are talking about him. And then Jaden Reed, first of all, he's super talented. I can't see a world where he plays poorly enough to get cut, but then also he's a second round pick. So there's no way the Packers give up on him. Those guys are, are locks. 
Then Dontavian Wicks, he's probably also a lock based on his pedigree as a fifth rounder. Not the highest pick, but Goody doesn't really like to part with his draft picks. And then I also expect Wicks to be solid. I don't think he has, you know, the highest ceiling in the world, but I think just as a player, he's his tape looked very solid. He's going to step in and be a fourth or fifth receiver, a solid fourth or fifth receiver for Green Bay. So I think he's going to be sticking around. So then that last spot came down to Grant Dubose versus Bo Melton. And I have two reasons for picking Dubose over Melton. First of all, Melton was picked off, uh, picked up off waivers last year. So Goody doesn't really have the loyalty to Melton that he has to Dubose, who was a draft pick from this year. And then also sort of to mix things up in the receiver room because Melton is just a super fast receiver, and Green Bay has that. They have that in both Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. However, DuBose is more of your big-time physical receiver. He's the guy that's going to box people out, and Green Bay really doesn't have any of those guys. Yeah, Watson a little bit, but Grant DuBose is probably more consistent, at least was in college, in a contested catch area. So that's sort of how I see Green Bay going there at the wide receiver room. Now, looking at the tight end room, this is probably the easiest room. Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis, Luke Musgrave, and Tucker Craft. I have them keeping four tight end. The standard is to keep four. No question about that one. Josiah DeGuara, technically, yes, he's a tight end, but really plays more of that H-back role where he lines up similar to a tight end, but just off the line of scrimmage. Packers can run behind him. And then Tyler Davis, honestly, he might be your day one Y tight end starter simply because he has experience that Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft don't. Don't get me wrong, they're going to play a bunch of snaps, but they might not play as many as you expect. So I think Tyler Davis will get a couple of snaps. Either way, though, pretty easy room to guess. Pretty easy to see who's going to make the roster at tight end. Those four guys, pretty much locked and loaded right there. Then, looking at the offensive line, I have Green Bay doing the standard Green Bay thing and keeping just 10 guys. The 10 guys are David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, Zach Tom, Jay Hansen, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, and Rashid Walker. And the tough cuts for me to make were Luke Tenuta, Caleb Jones, and Kadeem Telford. And obviously, offensive line, a big room. Packers tend to keep 10 guys, so I have them keeping 10 guys here. The first six guys obviously are going to be capped. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, Zach Tom, and Josh Myers. All those guys, 100% getting capped. You could say, oh, maybe Myers sucks and loses the center job. Worst case, he loses the center job, and he's kept on the roster as a backup center. He's making the roster. So then, who else do I have them keep? I have them keeping Royce Newman, because, first of all, he's sort of your backup at all of the interior offensive line positions. Not center, really, but he's a backup left guard, he's a backup right guard, and he definitely wasn't even decent last year. But he's an okay for player for a backup, and he even actually, when he had to step in at Miami at tackle, right tackle when Josh went down, he looked okay there. So I have them keeping Royce Newman, so that's seven. The eighth guy, Sean Ryan. And I have him making it for sort of two reasons. First of all, he was a third rounder in 2022, and I simply don't see Green Bay giving up on him that quickly. And then also, he's another backup at a guard spot, and... Green Bay actually has a, a shockingly small amount of depth at guard, considering how many offensive linemen they have, so I think they'd like to keep Ryan around as a depth piece. So then two more guys that I have them keeping 
Jake Hansen, I could totally see a world where Jake Hansen isn't kept and they keep someone like Luke Tenuta or Caleb Jones, two guys that I cut. That's 100% a reality that I could see coming to fruition. However, I think that Jake Hansen, he's probably going to be kept as just a backup guy on the roster, probably their worst offensive lineman on the roster if he ends up being kept. But as a backup center, as a backup guard, I have him being kept. And then the last guy, Rasheed Walker, it was tough. I didn't know who the Packers were going to take, Rasheed Walker, Luke Tenuta, Caleb Jones. I ended up with them taking Rasheed Walker because he was, first of all, a seventh round draft pick last year, and then he performed well at right tackle in the preseason last year in the limited opportunities that he got. So it feels like he's going to be sticking around Tenuta and Jones. Those are more so left tackle guys. And with Tom Jenkins and Nyman, doesn't feel like the Packers need backup left tackles as badly as they need backup right tackles. Not that they need right tackle backups badly with guys like Tom and Jenkins willing to step in if Nyman doesn't end up playing right tackle. So that's the room there. That's the offensive line moon. I'll read it again for you because it's a big list. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, Zach Tom, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, and Rasheed Walker, Tough Cuts, Luke Tenuta, Caleb Jones, and Kadeem Telford. All three guys are tackles. All three guys, I would bet, are going to be kept on the practice squad. Then, with the offense done, we move on to the defense and the defensive line. I have the Packers keeping only five guys here. Packers could keep six, but I think just based on space on the other in the other positions, how many guys they want to keep there, I ended up having them only keeping five on the defensive line. Those guys are Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton, Colby Wooden, and Carl Brooks. And two, there were two tough cuts for me. The first one, Jonathan Ford, and the second one, Chris Slayton. And the first five guys, super obvious. And the only five guys that I ended up having them keeping are those five obvious guys. Kenny Clark, stud, we love him. Devontae Wyatt, looking for a great jump from him, super excited about how he could improve. And then TJ Slayton, a very solid player, especially for a fifth round pick back in 2021. So obviously those two are going to make it. Then Wooden, Colby Wooden as a fourth round pick, spoiler alert, we're going to dive into him on Sunday. I have the Packers keeping him because he's a fourth round pick. You're not giving up on a fourth round pick after a training camp. And then Carl Brooks, uh, yes, sixth round pick slightly later, but he likes to hang on to draft picks. I expect them to keep Carl Brooks. So then the question is whether or not Chris Slayton or Jonathan Ford make the team. Jonathan Ford, yes, special teamer, but I simply have them emphasizing other roster spots, keeping an extra safety, overkeeping Jonathan Ford, simply because all he really provides is special teams value. Didn't see really anything uh, from him from scrimmage, so not going to keep him. And then Chris Slayton, just he's good. He's a decent preseason player, but decent preseason player turns into bad, you know, regular season player. So I don't have them keeping Chris Slayton. I have them keeping five guys on the defensive line. Looking then at the edge position, I have Green Bay keeping four guys. A little bit short. Sometimes they keep five edge guys. I could see them keeping five edge guys, but I'm going to have them keeping it short and sweet here with Rashawn Gary on the PUP list. So there were four guys, Preston Smith, Kingsley Enigbari, Lucas Van Ness, and Justin Hollins. As I mentioned, Rashawn Gary on the PUP list. My tough cuts for this position were Brenton Cox Jr., 
Jonathan Garvin, and Ladarius Hamilton. First of all, Packers with Gary on PUP probably expect depth to come later, so maybe they're more comfortable keeping only four guys. For now, Brenton Cox Jr., he's going to be interesting to watch really throughout training camp. As an undrafted free agent, I think he could very much make the team if he shows out, but I don't know what to expect from him, so I don't have him on the roster here. And then Garvin and Hamilton, they're probably not making it as simply put, they're not very good. And they've shown throughout live games that they're not very good. So that's the room. That's the edge room. Looking at the middle linebacker spot, I have them keeping five guys here. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Isaiah McDuffie, Eric Wilson, and Tariq Carpenter. No tough cuts here. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, those guys are your obvious two starters. Quay Walker, super excited about what he could do this year. Campbell, that solid veteran presence, had an all-pro season in 2021. Hopefully, maybe he can do it again. That would be super exciting. And then Isaiah McDuffie, he's a solid backup. He filled in really, really nicely last year when Campbell was injured. Barnes was either off the field or Quay Walker was ejected, which happened a bit too often. He's good at filling in run gaps. Isaiah McDuffie is so excited about him. Solid backup. And then a good special teamer. And that's sort of the theme with the next two guys, Eric Wilson and Tariq Carpenter. Those two guys are really, really good on special teams. Tariq Carpenter used to be a safety, transitioned to middle linebacker this offseason, and now super excited about what he's going to do. That's going to be a lot of fun just from a special team standpoint. So that's what I have there. There's no one else really competing at the middle linebacker spot. So I have them keeping those five guys. Quay, Devondre, and McDuffie, probably going to be your the only guys you see starting from scrimmage. And then Eric Wilson, Tariq Carpenter, your special teams aces, hopefully. Looking at cornerback, another small room at cornerback. I have them keeping just five guys. Again, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine, and Jamar Jean Charles. First three guys, obvious locks. Jair, stud, like top two cornerback in the NFL. Rasul Douglas, very good, very good cornerback. Hopefully he can have a, a year like he had in 2021. Wasn't bad last year, but also wasn't 2021 level Rasul. Keyshawn Nixon, first of all, an elite returner. Second of all, good slot corner. Sounds like he's going to get a huge amount of slot reps this year. Carrington Valentine, just drafted special teams ace, seventh rounder, and a decent outside cornerback. And then Shamar Jean Charles. Honestly, the Packers don't seem to like him too much because of how little he's been active on game day and how little he's gotten to play. But I've really liked how he's played in the preseason. So I'm I'm going to slot him in on the 53-man roster. So looking at those five guys, you have Jair, Rasul, and Valentine as your three outside cornerbacks. And then you have Nixon and Shamar as your slot guys. And that probably looks a little bit thin from a depth standpoint. Usually you like to have more than three outside corners on a 53-man roster. However, I did put Eric Stokes on the PUP list, so maybe the Packers get happy about him coming back. And then, hopefully, they, they just don't have injury issues. And if they do have injury issues, expect them to call up Keandre Thomas and Corey Ballantyne. Those were two guys that were tough cuts for me. Both of those guys could easily make the 53-man roster. Um, I think that they both played well last year. Keandre Thomas really had a nice preseason, so I could see Thomas and Ballantyne both making the roster. We'll just sort of have to see what happens there. Then, at the safety spot, I have Green Bay keeping six safeties. Darnell Savage, Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, Tarverius Moore, Rudy Ford, 
and Dallin Levitt. All of those guys I see Green Bay keeping. Um, I think that they all they were all signed for a reason. And looking at Darnell Savage, it's sort of a prove it year for him. And then the other four guys, they're all going to be competing. Don't get it twisted for starting spots alongside Darnell Savage. So yeah, Darnell Savage, he's going to be competing. You're also going to have Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, Tarverius Moore, and Rudy Ford all competing for starting jobs, and they're all going to get plenty of reps. They're all special teams aces, so those guys are making the team. Aside from Savage, he's not really a special teams ace. And then all of those guys are going to be battling it out for, for, uh, for the starting spots, so that's going to be super fun to watch. Special teams plus, you know, the potential that these guys could bring that's why I have them making the roster. And then Dallin Levitt, that last guy, he's basically solely a special teamer. He's uh, basically Rich, Rich Bisaccia's sort of main guy, so he's not getting cut. And then uh, one tough cut here was Innes Gaines. Agudi seems to like him, you know, but I, I simply don't see there being enough room for him at this point. Sorry. Sorry, Innes. It's been a good run for you, but I think this is the year you don't make it with the Packers having so many safeties. Not so many good safeties, but so many safeties. Then, looking at the last three spots. At kicker, I have Anders Carlson. He's going to get a shot this year. I hope that he shows up. I hope that he's very good. Punter, I have Pat O'Donnell. He was the punter last year. He's going to be there again this year. Not surprising there. And then the long snapper, the one that really everyone cares about. Why would you listen to this episode if not to hear who the Packers' long snapper in 2023 is going to be? It's Matt Orszczyk, baby, the guy that the Packers traded for. Uh, so, huge trade by Green Bay. Super excited they acquired him. Can't wait for the, uh, you know, 100 snaps he plays this year where he snaps the ball a long distance. That's going to be a lot of fun. That is what I have for you. That's the 53-man roster. I'll go through it quickly. I'll read off all the guys that it sounds like are going to, going to be on the roster. Jordan Love. Sean Clifford, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samari Toure, Dontavion Wicks, Grant DuBose, Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr., Josh Nyman, Zach Tom, Josh Myers, um, losing myself here, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, Rasheed Walker, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, Preston Smith, Kingsley Nagbari, Lucas Van Ness, Justin Hollins, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Isaiah McDuffie, Eric Wilson, Tariq Carpenter, Jair Alexander, Russell Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine, Shamar Jean Charles, Darnell Savage, Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, Tarverius Moore, Rudy Ford, Dallin Levitt, Anders Carlson, Pat O'Donnell, and Matt Orszczyk. That's what I have for you. A couple of guys to watch throughout sort of camp. Guys that, you know, I didn't have here on the 53-man roster but could easily make it. Lou Nichols III, Tyler Goodson, Bo Melton, Luke Tenuta, Caleb Jones, Kadeem Telfer, Chris Slayton, Jonathan Ford, Brenton Cox Jr., Jonathan Garvin, Ladarian, Ladarius Hamilton, Keandre Thomas, Corey Valentine, Ennis Gaines. That's what I have for you. As always, thank you very, very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back on Sunday to discuss Colby Wooden, but as always, and until next time... Go Pack Go!